Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my partners. So delighted to be with you today. We are going to continue our journey refining our uh, Musar, our character traits. And today we are going to kind of finish up a little bit on the Musar of joy or happiness. And um, so I'm calling this part two so that we can really stay in this today and try to complete some of this knowledge that we're gaining about our Musar of happiness. Um, this is a wonderful month that uh, we're getting ready to go into, the month of uh, Heshvan. So today is the Rosh Hadesh of Heshvan. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting to note that uh, it's also called Mar Heshvan, which means bitter Heshvan. So we see that even though um, this is kind of a month that uh, we have some downtime, so to speak, because there's no festivals, and we've come off of a long, lengthy month of festival with Sukkot, and now we're entering um, this month of Heshvan that has no uh, actual festivals to it, and so we can kind of relax physically, so to speak, uh, not so much um, hustle and bustle, but it's also known as the month of bitterness. And um, so as we think about our emotions and our struggles in life, um, we see that there's always going to be months in our lives that also have bitterness. Even though this month is actually called the bitter month, there's a lot of wonderful things about this month. Um, you know, bitter circumstances uh, happen to all of us. Uh, to improve our situation, our struggle, these things are actually intended to strengthen us. So we have to engage in uh, life's struggles and battles and overcome them through the help of Messiah, and this will strengthen us. So, however, uh, we also have to recognize that Hashem is orchestrating everything. And all of these things that he puts in our path, our ups and downs, our valleys, um, our pitfalls, etc., these are all, all put in our pathway to help us improve our situations at the time of the struggle. So therefore, um, even though these may be some bitter circumstances that we see from time to time, only Hashem knows what is truly good for us. So as we find ourselves climbing up a mountain and wondering if we will ever make it to the top, just know that Hashem is putting these things in our path to strengthen us, to make us better, to help us work out our, um, our Musar, our character traits, and sometimes our character traits uh, have a lot of rough edges. And so, you know, climbing up these mountains or, say, crawling up these mountains where there's a lot of rocks and frustration kind of help round us out and take all those sharp, angry edges off. And doubt and unbelief kind of rounds that off so that we can put our full trust in Bittakon in Hashem. So accepting the fact that there is going to be bitterness in our life, there's going to be struggles in our life, can also 
encourage us, if we trust Hashem, that He's going to turn all of this bitterness into sweetness. So we can look forward to overcoming life's problems by putting our trust and faith in Hashem. So Heshvan, it says, is a month to forget the pain of the past. Wow. So that is, that is a wonderful thing that we can look forward to is the past being away from us and out of our view. So we're no longer looking at it and trying to fix something that is already in the past. So if you have made teshuva for the sins that you may have committed or omitted, then you can just look forward and just expect that Hashem is going to meet us every day with a new joy to look forward to, and as well as knowing that there's going to be those struggles, but He is big in the side of us and will help us through those struggles. So it's a month to forget the pain of the past and to be restored to God and find new beginnings. You know, I pray that you have um, accepted this in your life, that this is a new beginning, and you've made that commitment to Hashem that you are going to begin this new month with Him in a new covenant. This is something that our uh, Mishpacha has done, and that's embraced the, um, the um, new beginning that is happening here even now as we speak at Sar Shalom. There is a beautiful spirit of new beginning uh, um, many of us are seeing that Hashem is saying, I am the God of the second chance. And not only are you having a second a chance, but you're being restored and you're being elevated. So take courage that as you are starting this new month where you're forgetting the pain of the past, that you have been elevated to enjoy a newness in your life. And so I would encourage you to make a new covenant with Hashem. He's, he's so desires to want to be close to us. And if we would make that new covenant and a pledge to him to, to embrace him and embrace his Torah, which is where we find him. We find Hashem in Torah. This is his plan and this is him speaking to us. And so every day we have that opportunity if we're in covenant with him, if he is our master and we understand that we are the servant that we have that beautiful opportunity to hear his voice and as he is guiding us through this life. <clears throat> so we want to see that um, as we put our trust and faith in Hashem, I love what Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, that he knows the plans that he has for us and it's a plan that he is going to prosper us and to give us a hope. So if you're feeling a little bit hopeless today and wondering if things are ever going to turn out in your life, just take hold of that promise because it's from Hashem that He has already purposed a beautiful plan for our lives. And it is to give us a hope. And it is to give us a future. And it is not to leave us struggling, constantly struggling without any hope of any kind of success. But He says, I have my plan is to prosper you. So I pray that today we can get that down in our heart, that Hashem is on our side. And even though we're facing um, many trials and tribulations, that all of these are gamzula tova. It's all for our good. Amen? Praise the Lord. 
Um, so as we look at, again, at happiness um, and joy, um, one of the things that, um, let's see if I have my book, I don't have it right here, but anyway, um, as, uh, as Rabbi Mordecai and I have mentioned quite a few times already, that we have just decided that Hashem has given us Rabbi Torsky as our rabbi. And Rabbi Torsky of blessed memory lived to be over 80 years old. And in those uh, 80 years, he actually has written approximately 80 books and published, written and published approximately 80 books. So he was a psychiatrist as well as a rabbi. And because of his tenure and his closeness with Hashem, he has given us so much wisdom to understand the plan of Hashem and to understand the human psyche and what can happen if we are not fully trusting Hashem and um, leaning not into our own understanding, but, under, but leaning to the understanding of Hashem and allowing Him to direct our paths. He says that for some, some of us, if we have had some um, terrible thing happen to us in our life, um, whether in our young years or even in adulthood, he says it's very common that he has found in his um, uh, medical field that many of the people that he's dealt with in all these many years um, that um, have uh, addictions to alcohol, drugs, food, and other substances, tranquilizers, etc., whether they be anxiety, depression, or self-consciousness, that, that what he's seen is that many of us um, may have completely closed down our emotions because um, at whatever point in our life where life has become so painful that we just mentally cannot feel like we can't deal with it, we have somehow subconsciously just close down our emotions, kind of like flipping a switch. If, if life is so painful or has become so painful that we feel like we can't endure it, then the, it's the human condition to look for some escapism so that we can kind of um, live an alter life uh, out of reality and make up our own reality. And so many people have done this by the use of alcohol, drugs, other substances, uh, tranquil tranquilizers, etc. There's many things that we can, uh, as humans, come up with to put ourselves in a state of denial. And of course, this is a very, very dangerous proposition. For if we are in denial, then we are no longer uh, living according to our purpose we're not fulfilling our purpose for our for the reason of our being created and also we have there's no way that we can really um, help anyone else because we have no real way to express joy happiness even sorrow and so this is a very scary uh, place for us to to be says the attempt to escape from painful feelings may sometimes result in um, atzvus. And the atzvus uh, is the um, Hebrew word for a global lack of feeling. So 
if you, um, if the circumstances of life, and perhaps especially in this generation that we're living in, where we're seeing global crisis um, that, frankly, I don't know that, that the world has ever seen um, in the last uh, 3,000 years, a global crisis in um, the magnitude that we're dealing with on today's level. So it could be that some of you may um, get to the point where you just feel that because the world is in such crisis, it in turn causes your life to be in such crisis that the only way to uh, deal with this is to just somehow get into a state of denial. And this may be by the use of you know, some mechanical means like drugs, alcohol, etc. Some way to escape. Uh, the actual, you know, life's, uh, oh my goodness, so many things that life is throwing at us. And I understand because guess what? I too am having to face many of the same situations that you are in your life. So we have to look at where does our joy come from? Where does happiness come from? Does it come from Searching after um, wealth, does it come from inside a bottle of pills or inside a bottle of alcohol? Is that where we can find true happiness and peace? Is there, a, is there really a shalom in that? Or, or do we find that once we've gone um, on this exotic vacation or uh, we've get, gotten a big um, payload from some investment, or we've um, indulged in a large amount of drugs and alcohol or other uh, things that we find ourselves crawling inside of. Does it, when those things are gone, do we, don't we realize that it was really temporary? That it's not really truly happiness, that there's really no shalom inside that bottle, that there's really no shalom inside that big checking account, but that it's all temporal and don't we see that the more that the stress, uh, that we're confronted with all the stress of life, don't we then in turn have to have more? More drugs, more alcohol, more finances, more prestige, uh, whatever it is that might um, cover up the, um, the stress of life instead of facing it head on. Well, we can see that it is temporary. And then what happens is that it, all of these other things then become an addiction. God forbid. And once we're in this, uh, this addiction to try to somehow cover up the pain that we're experiencing, these addictions put us in a different uh, reality, and therefore we're not growing. And if we're not growing in a shim, as we know, we are digressing. So God forbid that we would do that. Um, so joy and happiness, they're, they're very closely interrelated. And are they feelings? Is joy and happiness, is that actually a feeling? Is it an emotion? And yes, it is. It, it is an emotion. And if we have turned off our emotions by use of these external things that we were just talking about. If we've turned off our emotions, then guess what? We will not really feel shalom and peace. 
we will not really feel joy when it's time for joy. And we won't, we won't have that feeling of really being happy and content with the things that Hashem has given us. We won't have the feelings of gratitude. The gratitude for um, <laughs> awakening this morning with breath in our lungs and being able to have the cognitive ability to just thank Hashem and be grateful to Him that we're alive to face another day. But if we've turned off our emotions with all of these um, other uh, substitutes, then we don't even have the feelings, uh, emotion, ability to feel and express joy and happiness. So if you are lacking the ability to, to feel joy, if you say, you know, I don't remember the last time I could really say I was really had a lot of joy. I can't remember the last time I could say I was really happy and I could just really express happiness. Or, or I don't remember the last time that I really felt gratitude. Because perhaps all you could think about is what I don't have, what plan didn't work out, what uh, failure instead of success I had in my life. And so, therefore, maybe you don't remember the last time that you could really feel grateful for the things that you do have. So, if you're experiencing the lack of emotion of these beautiful attributes that Hashem has uh, endowed us with, then perhaps you are one of those who has flipped a switch to emotions so that you can avert the uh, uh, the necessary um ability to confront your problems and confront the crisis that may be coming in, in and out of our lives. So Hashem is wanting to talk to us today about flipping the switch back on and allowing yourselves to feel again, allowing yourself to be connected to your emotions because emotions are a beautiful thing. And as we see that Hashem has emotions, Hashem has emotions. In fact, His name is compassion. His name is forgiveness. His name is joy unspeakable. So compassion, all, all of these things we must be feeling. We have to have compassion. We have to have compassion for one another. And, and friends, have compassion for yourself. Please have compassion for yourself. Forgive yourself for things that you feel that you've done wrong or for um, things that maybe you didn't do that you know you should have done. Please forgive yourself and put those things in the past. You know, I love what um, Rabbi Seen uh, Esther Youngress was always used to saying, and that is, Whatever happened yesterday, and I do mean yesterday, not just a long time in the past, but even things that were that brought you uh, pain and sadness yesterday, she says, get your spiritual eraser and go like this and erase it. Erase it. And this is something that uh, she taught me about three or four years ago, and that is when you get up in the morning, erase the past. Erase it. Just take that big eraser, which is trust in Hashem. Take your eraser of trust in Hashem and say, Gam Zula Tovah, it was all for my good, and just erase it. So, 
So as we enter this month of Heshvan, which is the month to forget the pain of the past, please take that eraser of Bitakon, trust in Hashem, and erase last month. Okay, let's erase it all. Let's erase uh, all of, of uh, 2020. Let's erase all of that. Praise Hashem. Now, set the eraser there because you'll need it tomorrow. Um, because when we um, awaken in the morning, we're going to say, oh, this is a new day. I erase the pain of the past. Amen. So, Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the one who trusts in Hashem, for Hashem shall be his source of trust. So important. What is our source of trust? Is it the parent that disappointed us? Can we ever trust them again? Well... We can forgive them, but it takes time to build up trust, right? Um, maybe a friend disappointed you, hurt you, harmed you in some way. Maybe there was a Lashon Hara that was spoken against you. Well, <clears throat> what is your source of trust? Can you put your trust back into that friend? Um, maybe um, uh, your spouse or some other loved one has disappointed you in the past. Can you put all of your trust back into that person again? You know, Hashem says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Put your trust in me, he says. So, yes, trust is one of those things that we are supposed to have for one another, is to trust one another. But when there's a lot of disappointments and, and grievous things in our life with friends and relatives and so forth, those are things that we have to work on to build that bridge of trust again. But when it comes to Hashem, we can remember that we can always trust Him, for He will never fail us. In fact, it says that um, in the Torah that let every man be a liar, but let God be true. For in Hashem, He is a mat. He is truth. Amen. He is truth. Uh, Rabbi... Um, Hertzwitz is known to have said a person who tries to practice trust in Hashem while leaving himself a backup plan is like a person who tries to learn how to swim but insists on keeping one foot on the ground so we can't have a backup uh, plan when it comes to trusting Hashem we have to trust Hashem with everything would you say that you trust Hashem um, for your life in, in the beyond. Are you trusting him with everything? Are you believing and having a complete amuna that when you pass from this life, from this world to the next world, that Hashem is going to be there for you? Because you see, if you have that much trust in Hashem, can you not trust him for the things that we need today? I think we can. I think we can. You know, the, the world does appear to be unpredictable at times. How about most of the time? <laughs> so we see that there's earthquakes, tsunamis, wildfires, and other natural disasters that could strike at any moment. So basically, in this world, there's always some impending doom out there somewhere. Just know that. So our life can suddenly be overturned with so many things like illnesses or accidents, um, financial setback. And most of all, there is an unaccountable, there's cruelty, there's incompetence, and there's stupidity in people. We know that. Sometimes we're the ones. 
God forbid. But a level-headed view of life seems to offer us every justification to be worried and anxious. So yes, if we look outside of Torah and we look at the world around us that is in utter chaos, there would be reason to have anxiety and to be anxious. But yet our soul, our soul that God has placed within us, yearns to trust. We want to trust. We don't want to live with anxiety and fears uh, and all these worries and constantly worrying, which, what does the Torah say? Worrying doesn't add any height to our statue, and it can't turn one gray hair black. Amen. So why do we worry? Hashem is taking care of everything, and he tells us, don't worry about anything, but in everything, just make your you know, petition be known to him, and he will take care of these things. So when I'm in the place where trust runs strong, life is manageable. But when trust is slipped away, life is difficult, and it's a daunting struggle. So as we know, trust is bitakon, one of our soul traits, and but it actually doesn't mean trust in general, just trust, trust, trust. You have to know what you're trusting in. And when we talk about bitakon, trust, we are talking literally about trusting in Hashem. So yes, people in your life are going to fail you. Your children that you've raised and nurtured, at times they're going to fail you and disappoint you. I should put disappoint you uh, is probably a better terminology. So everyone and life circumstances are going to disappoint us at some time or another. But Hashem says, I will never disappoint you. So your trust is not in the bottle it's not in the wealth. It's not in honor and prestige. Trust only comes from trusting in Hashem. Because as we know, everything that we see that is a substance around us is really going to be destroyed in fire one of these days. And it will come to nothing. So why are we trusting in something that is soon to pass away? Because Hashem has promised us that He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And a new temple that will come down from Hashemayim. So all of these things that we see are so temporal. So why do we put our trust in them anyway? They will fail us eventually, no matter what. So the Ramban um, um, talks about trust is the, is, that is the foundation of our faith. So how can we have faith in Hashem if we don't trust Him? Right? Let's think about that. Selah. Selah. Faith and trust are two separate concepts. The latter is dependent on the former, while the former is independent of the latter. Hmm. So you can have faith. Faith in what? Well, I have faith now in this chair because I'm putting all of my weight on it and I'm believing that it's going to hold me up. When we drive our cars across a bridge... We are putting all of our faith in that bridge, right? But when it comes to life, when it comes to our soul, it takes more than faith. We must also trust. We have to trust that no matter what, whether I'm really having a muna at the time, because sometimes our muna is very small, right? And that's why we pray, Father, I have faith, but help me when I... It, it, when I have 
um, when I need more faith. Because we have little faith, but help me when I need more faith, right? But trust is something that is internal, and it's completely dependent on our confession. Hashem, I trust you, no matter what. No matter what I see, and no matter what I feel, I'm trusting that you have a plan, and no matter what comes my way, no matter what struggle or pitfall comes my way, I'm trusting completely in you, that it is Gamzula Tava, that it's all for my good, and that your plan is going to accomplish the good in my life. So trust, however, denotes the existence of faith, right? So there is, there is that faith that God is, that's important that he is, right? He is I am and he is. For it's impossible for us to trust something if first <clears throat> we don't have some measure of faith. But the Torah tells us that, guess what? We've all been given a measure of faith. Isn't that awesome? So we've all been given a little mustard seed of faith. In fact, we're told that if we would just take that little mustard seed of faith and trust Hashem that we could ask whatever we want according to the will of the Father and it would be given to us and be done for us. Oh, so even when we see judgment in our life, know that it is a work. The judgment is working something out for our good. And God has grace for everyone. And so if no matter what we've done in our life, this judgment that will ensue can, basically Hashem can sweeten the judgment if we make Teshuvah. And we see that, that like in our, uh, the parashah of Noah, that there was very few people that made Teshuvah. And so what do we see? We see judgment. A cataclysmic judgment of not just the people but the whole earth including all of creation went into judgment except for Noah and his family and the few animals that were aboard the ark um, we also see that Abraham unlike Noah really pleaded for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah he pleaded he said Hashem would it would just you know take me but Hashem he started kind of making a deal with with Hashem as we read you know if there's 50 righteous uh, what if there's 40 50 10 righteous and Hashem says okay you know for 10 righteous well as we know there wasn't 10 there was Lot his two daughters and his wife and that was it so Sodom and Gomorrah had to uh, reap judgment um there's going to be judgment in our life. But what makes the difference is Teshuvah. Teshuvah. Mm. So Simcha is the foundation of all of our mitzvot. There has to be some joy there. So we think, well, hmm. It's interesting because the Torah actually requires us to maintain an attitude of Simcha. Everything that we do is supposed to be done with joy. All of, our, all of our offerings and sacrifices that we give, the sacrifice of praise, the offerings of thanksgiving, are all supposed to be done with joy. So if we have bitterness in our heart, 
um, if we do things out of just rote um, responsibility with no joy, no feeling of thanksgiving, no feeling of gratitude, then Hashem says, keep your, fun, your money, keep your finances. I don't want them. Your new moons, your Sabbaths, your festivals. If you can't keep those with joy, with true Simcha, then I don't want them. So everything that we do for Hashem, there has to be that Simcha, that joy. So <clears throat> remember, if you know someone that's having a difficult time expressing any kind of emotion, just know that that real emotion, is the root of it is probably bitterness. A tragic thing of some kind has happened in our lives that has that root of bitterness sprung up. And that root of bitterness is so bitter that we have flipped a switch to cut off all emotions. So pray for that person. And if it's you, ask Hashem to remove that bitter root, to pluck out that bitter root so that your emotions can be turned back on and you can begin to experience all of the things that Hashem has given us of gratitude and joy and happiness. Um, lastly, um, I would like to read, let's see, how many minutes do I have left here? <clears throat> Just a few. It looks like I've gone over time again. So let's read uh, what Yeshua had to say. I think this is uh, very apropos, since he is the Mashiach. Uh, we see this found in the Basor in John 16. So as Yeshua prepared to depart this world, he knew that difficult days would lie ahead for all of us, Talmudim. He wanted us to be ready for the most challenging times that we would ever face. He explained how that we could endure through troubles of this life, and he says it this way. He says, I've told you all of these things so that you could have shalom, but shalom in me, he says. For here on this earth, what? You will have trials. You will have tribulations. You will have sorrows. He says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So have you ever thought about what does that mean he overcame, he's overcome the world? Basically what it is saying is that Yeshua is saying, I have already won the victory over all of these things that, that are going to come upon the world and are now even here. So take heart. I've overcome them. I have won the victory. And so live in that victory, he's telling us. So amid the storms of life in this dark and fallen world, there is an inner shalom. And it's possible only through our relationship with Mashiach. Only through our relationship with Mashiach. So the Tamadin could not depend on themselves to survive or endure, but instead they could only rely entirely on Messiah and everything that he had taught them while he was living and ministering with them. So fearing for their lives, they we know that they abandoned him for a while and they would be scattered and uh, arrested, thrown out of synagogues, all of these things, some even martyred for their faith. Yeshua told them this would happen. But they would not go astray, he says, because they would remember the words of Messiah. He says, take courage. Take courage. Stand up. Be strong in your faith. Hazak, hazak, hazak. Be strong. But he says, because I have the victory. So yes, 
He has defeated all of the situations in our life. He has won the victory over every contest that we will ever face. Even though in this world, this is a created physical realm, but the domain of existence here on this earth, which is considered distinct uh, from the heavenly or spiritual realm, Yeshua knows that here on earth we do encounter much trouble and much sorrow, but he has overcome this world and every earthly obstacle that has been placed here. So, <clears throat> what has Yeshua overcome for us in this world? He says, basically, your anxieties and your cares. For he has victory over everything that the world could first give us and all of these troubles. And he says, I've overcome their troubles. Take heart. He says, Shalom, I leave with you. Messiah, Shalom, I leave with you my Shalom. It's not the Shalom that the world has given us. Peace, peace, and sudden destruction comes. But he says, <clears throat> it's not this the world doesn't give you, but let your hearts not be troubled and don't be afraid. If you will believe in me, just trust in me. He's talking about Bittikon trusting in him then we don't have to have anxious hearts but we can actually experience a gift right what is the gift shalom he is he has left us his shalom take hold of mashiach yeshua and you're taking hold of shalom this is how you will know he says i want you to bring every situation to him in prayer depend wholly on him to meet every need for the Lord of Shalom will trans, transcend every situation. It will transcend all of our confusion, our fear, and our anxiety. And it will be like a shield. His peace is like a shield over our minds. Amen? From all of these things. And he will set his shield over us. And it will protect our heart and our mind. And then we can live securely in him. Oh, so this is awesome. We can trust Hashem because he has our best interests is foremost in his mind and his heart. And he has a plan for you and I, and it's a plan that we're going to succeed and not fail. And he's given us a hope. And this hope is in him, and it's only found in him, in his Torah. So I thank you for being with me today. I pray that you feel encouraged and you will take heart and know that this is the month that is upon us now. This is Rosh Hadesh, and you're going to, you and I both are going to put the pain of, of, of everything that we had in the past, and we're going to take that big eraser of Bithakon, and we're going to trust Hashem that he's taken care of it, and it's all in the past, and we can face a bright future with the help of Mashiach, Bashim Yeshua. See you next week.